Welcome back to the broadcast. Oh my god! We're back! We're back! It's been so long. We're back, bitches. You thought we were dead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry to disappoint some of you. <laughs> Most of you. All of you. <laughs> oh, welcome back. We are back with a bigger and better season two of the broadcast. And it seems as though Agency has wormed his way into our hearts and earned himself a official permanent seat at the table. Normally, if you, if you take your if that happens to your dog, you have to go to the vet. But there's no cure for podcasts when it happens. There's no cure oh, for worms. I get it. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right, and we voluntarily took this on, you guys. Welcome to Agency. Thanks for joining us. Um, now we're, we're we've got a little bit more balance of testosterone and estrogen. I mean, that's right. I, maybe two units of testosterone from me, and you each supply one unit of estrogen. We are perfectly balanced as all things should be uh-huh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we need two more to have all the infinity stones so we're almost there we're almost there the gauntlet there. have all the stones in the gauntlet we'll we'll snap <laughs> we'll snap all the fraud out of existence this is ma- mainly like referring to avengers so that uh katrina will one day just go watch it i, it, I won't <laughs> We have ways of making you watch. <laughs> so the shows now are going to be released on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. Sorry if your Tuesdays suck now. We're in quarantine. I think uh, Tuesday. Every day sucks. It kind of blurs into <laughs> Wednesday. So, I mean, <laughs> what difference does it What's make? Really? 24 more hours. <laughs> it was just ne- necessary for us to do that. Uh, we're also working on some changes to the Patreon. Uh, we hope to have a solid announcement in a couple of weeks on that. So stay, stay tuned for that. We have a lot of good stuff coming your way for sure. And One thing you can do to get ready, though, is cut down on unessential meals so that you have enough money to spend on all the good stuff we're going to bring you. Unessential I mean, meals. I mean, you know, non-essential everyone, meals. <laughs> everyone has everyone has a favorite kid. You can kind of alternate between which one gets to eat on what day. It's no cool. snacks tonight, it's go- Timmy. It's going to be worth it. To the after we announce what we've got coming, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> I mean, your kids will not be disappointed either. And when they're when they're and when they're complaining, just have them listen to the the new content. They'll love it. That won't be kid friendly. <laughs> <laughs> got to grow up at some point. Wow. Okay. So uh, we have been spending this break time very effectively, as you can tell. Uh, We've got a lot of good content coming your way. And uh, I know that you guys have already, uh, during the break, both Agency and, no, Agency, you launched your YouTube prior to the break, but Hanakawa launched your YouTube while we were on break, I believe. So hopefully that, you know, kept you um held over until this episode and here we are in a wooden hut and now let's take you inside the episode i'll start with binyam or baby as he's called of the other way he's the other half of ari and she is going to ethiopia binyam has and they they talked about this on the show some they uh he has 
uh, previously been married to an American woman. Her name was Bria. They got married in Ethiopia, and they also got married in Iowa, which is where she was from. They got married in 2017. So the big takeaway from this is that Binyam has actually been to the United States before. Now, Binyam and Bria also have a child together. And in fact, it was that child that allowed Binyam to come to the United States. So he came in on humanitarian grounds. There's a technical term for it. Agency will, I'm sure, no doubt, explain it to you. He came in on humanitarian grounds because he had a baby with a birth defect in the womb. So, so this baby, I think he's fine now, but I guess in the womb had some issues. And so he got a humanitarian, whatever, whatever thingamabob to come into the United States. And that's when they got married. I'd just um, like to, cor- to correct one thing you said. It's, called, it's a thingamadoodle. Oh, not a thingamabob? Yeah. Oh, or is it a thingamarobert? No, that's a different thing. We don't want to talk about Robert's Bob. St. <laughs> Pillow talk. Oh, Lord, take me away. All right, agency. <laughs> Why don't so, you explain what the thingamabob is? Well, he was granted, he, he, was, he was admitted to the U.S. on what's called humanitarian parole. He had been refused twice for a visa um, for obvious reasons. I mean, that... Wait, it, wait, wait. Uh, 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 nothing's obvious in the 90-day world. What reasons do you think he was uh, not granted uh he was going to see his wife give birth to their child in the u.s the odds of him being an intending immigrant are 100 percent uh to a consular <laughs> officer so he would be re- so he was refused then they got senator grassley to send an e- uh, send a letter in support um then he was refused again because they don't pay attention to that stuff but then they worked with it then he worked with a congressional office to be granted humanitarian parole which is uh a admission category that doesn't re- technically require him to have a visa. Um, but, you know, because the, what the issue with his with his kid was that the kid had a birth defect where like part of his like intestine was developing outside the body. Mm. Now, I've seen it. I, I found the article from uh, 2017 where they were talking about the, the congressional offices getting involved to bring him over and the kid's intestines were actually at his body. So they fixed the problem. Thank goodness. Um, so but it turns the, out they were wrong about the intestines? No, I think they were right, but I think they figured out how to put them back. While right. it was still they'll, in the womb. They'll put yeah. it back in. Okay, um, okay. Gastro... Chises? Okay. All the doctors are screaming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Scream louder so we can hear you. <laughs> I had a friend who had that problem with the inner utero, and they went and did surgery. So it's very mm-hmm. not common, but common that they can fix it and... Mm-hmm. Clarice had the lamb stopped screaming. What? That's really creepy. Keep doing that. <laughs> you said the doctors are screaming. It reminded oh. me of Silence of the Lambs, where I'm like that got really dark. Really, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. This new where... season's getting is, is already <laughs> off to a great start. This is fantastic. Woo. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, that's great. You guys so, are always uh, quoting all these really obscure anime things to me, and I quote Silence of the Lambs, and that silences you. This like, just shows that most are of you the guys like you listen to our murder podcast. Yes, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Okay, well, so, okay, okay. Well, in in our defense, we quote shows and movies for kids, and you're quoting a movie about a cannibalistic serial killer. But it's Silence of the Lambs. It's a classic. <laughs> 
If you have not seen Silence of the Lambs, I don't know if this partnership can continue. Oh, Maybe that should have been on the, the, the application, the job application for host. It's, it's too late now. Oh, <laughs> Ink's already dry. You put a ring on it. So, no I have a, so I have a question. Is it hard was is it hard for someone from Ethiopia to just get a visitor visa? Oh yeah. yeah. Tourist visa? Like it seems like they had to go real drastic to get them over here. Yeah, they do. Ethiopia is a poor a poor country. Um, I mean, I just mean it. I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. It just it has it's it's seen as a place where the living standards are such that you know people they're going to have a large number of people trying to immigrate. There's also a I huge think Ethiopian I think Ari's going to agree with you based on the apartment the apartment that uh, Benyam got for yeah. them. There is a, <laughs> there's a really because she never visited Ethiopia before to see what the living standards were there. She was, she was so expecting shook. like the Four Seasons or something. I'm not sure. No. Yeah. Now, now there is a really big Ethiopian uh, population here in D.C. as well. So there are plenty, of, plenty of them do immigrate here. Um, we have great Ethiopian food here in the D.C. area. We do. We do. It's, it's fantastic. It's great. Um, but the thing that that struck me about this is that he's been here before. So why is he there? Why is he back in Ethiopia? Because you would have expected that if he had his first wife here and his child, that they were they were married in a in a legal marriage in Ethiopia, she had a, an ability to bring him over. And, and and that would have been through the adjustment of status? Well, he could have probably, he might have been or able a CR1 to file. CR1 spousal visa? It would have been a CR1 at the outset. I mean, if he came in on humanitarian parole, it's possible he could have filed uh, for adjustment of status uh, once he got here. But instead, he left and he never came back. And that to me is very puzzling. So I think that one thing that I'd like to do and everyone who wants to help can is we need to figure out kind of what the what the deal with that is, because that's going to tell us a lot about the story that's going to unfold on this season and what might actually be going on, because I think he might be. Well, I'll, I'll make two references and one will be, you know, well, you, you can rate yourself depending on it. He's either like Odysseus trying to go and and rescue Penelope or he's like uh, George Clooney's character in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, you know, he's, you know, maybe maybe his real goal is to get back here to see his uh, see his son. Well, OK, so my theory is so he and Bria, his other wife, had broken. They, they split. So maybe, you know, she couldn't petition for him because they had split up. Why would in the you know, they're not going to pretend to be together. I mean, maybe it was annulled. It's possible. It's possible that um, or even just getting divorced like. It's possible, but we don't know exactly when that happened. If it happened within such time, he couldn't adjust status. But there's just some unanswered questions, and it and it helps under helps us to understand what his motivations might be. And it will want to keep this in the back of our mind as we watch this season of the other way, because TLC might be spinning a story that's not actually true based on their actions. Right? You got to judge what? actions, not, not statements. Untrue on TLC. The hell? Well, so. And you, you have the, you know, why, why isn't, why is Arya moving there or Ari moving there and, and not trying to get a K-1 for him to come over to the United States? Now, for first question I have is, would a K-1 be difficult for him to get? Um, Do you think, and in, in given what you know about Ethiopia and, and whatnot? The answer is yes and no. And let me explain why. Um... I'm sure you'll explain. I can't stop you. No one can. Um, so if he's trying to get a K-1 to come over before the child is born, he will have a very difficult time. 
um, they do not like issuing based on right. a pregnancy until they know whose kid it really is. What they would do is they would refuse the case under Section 221G, which is basically just the pause button, but that's the section of law that lets them pause a case. And they would wait for the kid to be born. And if the kid looks like him, they will grant him the K-1 and he's good to go. So the whole like he wants to be there for the birth of his child, that would be probably pretty difficult to do. Now, it's possible that if, you know, they had uh, their relationships been developed over a period of time, they have good records of their interactions. He's been over to Ethiopia a couple times or three times or whatever that it could that could even it out. But if it was just like if she got knocked up on her only visit there and now she's claiming that she has now he's claiming that he wants to go over because he has a kid with her, they're going to be like, let the kid be born. Then we'll see. That's probably what would happen. Right. OK. So the other issue is is the a larger issue with the show itself, the other way as as a show, as a concept. So so historically, the other way has just been a bullshit way for TLC to get another kind of season out there. The people that they have on the show um, in the past season had never really intended to go live over in the other country forever and ever and ever. And we know that for a variety of reasons that we don't have time to uh, like go into detail about. But what we know, we know that that's, that's the case. And in fact, how many of the American halves came, over, came back to the United States at the end of the, the season, right? So... It could be that Ari has no intent to actually move over there and their every intent is to have Binyam come to the United States. Or maybe he's not. Maybe she, the the entire intent is just to create a season of the show. She'll go over there. She'll have her baby. It's a, it's this big drama about the apartment having old furnishings and, and, and things like that. And that's that's it. You know, it's not any more serious than that. And And that's... And then at the end, she has a baby and comes back to the United States. And then he claims parental abduction with that one also, which is, by the way, what he's claiming with his first child. Uh, so have we, we don't know any, details. Has, has, has he launched an affirmative claim of international parental child abduction? I don't know that he's launched a legal claim. He's launched an Instagram claim of that. And we know how, you know, valid cl those claims are. Um, he's, I but, tell you, he, he's Odysseus. <laughs> he's trying to be Odysseus. So, no, he has some stuff on his Instagram where he talks about child parental abduction and uh, that it sucks, you know. And, That's a and lot so, to unpack with this story. <laughs> yeah, there is. And we will continue to dig into it for you um, as, as, you know, we apparently have nothing better to do. So we will continue to dig into it. I don't know that we know any more about their story at this point. But we will continue to dig into it. We have reached out to various involved parties here, and we'll see what we what we come up with. But we wanted to make sure that you guys all knew that when he talks about this ex-wife and this the storyline about her going over there, there is it's painted against this background of the fact that he has been to the United States before. He was married in the United States, and we don't know why he didn't adjust status. We don't know why he mm -hmm. never became, you know, got a, got a green card over here because of that. I mean, it could be that they broke up too soon for it to happen. It could be that he doesn't want to come over here. We don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. We're going to continue to dig into it. It's still early, 
as they say in the sports world, a lot of football left to play. So why don't we talk about the set there, our next item. And I'm going to take on this one because someone's got to stand up for our boy Ji-Hoon. I think he's being done a dirty on oh this show, on this show. <laughs> you oh laugh. God. Okay. But, but you guys, you guys start clutching your pearls now. Cause it's worth it. Get your pitchforks out. Start clutching your pearls. Hashtag agency has an opinion. Agency has an opinion. <laughs> bring it, bring it. I'll, I'll take all your fire. Bring your fire. I fear nothing. Um, so I think that, I think that TLC wants to create a bunch. They want to create a storyline where like Jihoon's like a total deadbeat and you know, he's untrustworthy and he lies to, to Devin. And I think that maybe there are aspects of it, which are fair. You know, he's kind of in Japanese, he's what we would call a frita, which is basically somebody who just works part-time jobs and lives with their parents, um, which is what he is. Um, but at the same time, some of the burdens that Devin has placed on him, I think, are a little bit unfair, right? Getting an apartment in a big East Asian city is really hard. It's not it's not a straightforward matter like it is here. It costs, you know, you have to pay something between three to five months rent up front before you can even move in. So that's thousands of dollars. You, te- you have to have a guarantor, which is usually an, empl- you know, an employer or your parents basically saying if you flake there, they take on the obligation of your lease. There's certain types of people they just they won't lease to. Um, it's really hard for foreigners to get apartments in places like Tokyo or Seoul. Well, isn't it also culturally someone like Jihoon would continue to live with his parents? Until he became their version of a you know a salary man or whatever, and yeah. could get one of these other jobs. Like it's that's the culture. It's not yeah. expected for him to have moved out and gotten his own apartment. He wouldn't have the finances to do so. He said you know he needs this great you know it's not first and last month's rent you know as a right. security but deposit. But ideally, he probably wouldn't have a kid right now either. Exactly. True. So, like, so, I mean, the standards that are set here, like Devin's going over there where with American standards of you should have mm-hmm. your own place, you should have this job that brings in tons of money somehow. But on the other side, those those requirements are a little bit too high for. And also, if Korea is anything like Japan, it's a highly formalized process to get a, a normal job, like a salaryman type job at a big company. It, you, you have to be a you have to go to a good university you start in your junior year applying to applying to companies and you go through like a two year interview process. And then you have to basically sell your soul to a life of, uh, of drudgery for the re- forever. And Jihoon doesn't strike me as the kind of person who wants to just be a middle manager at Samsung. Um, that's not really, it doesn't seem to be his, uh, his personality. And because he's not taking that path, he doesn't, what, what landlord worth their salt wants to rent to him. They're going to see him as a risk. And, like we have very pro tenant laws in a lot of states here in the U.S. Here, you know, here in D.C., for example, D.C. is considered one of the most pro tenant uh, jurisdictions in the country. Um, it ain't pro tenant over there; it's pro landlord. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I just I think that this whole thing you had to have found an apartment by now. Like they're not telling us like what the real truth is. I feel like they're setting they're setting it up like with the American standards they're mm-hmm. they're they're judging him by American standards that he yeah. should have done this and he should have done this and he should have done this and in Korea all of those things are not what's expected and not the norm like you know it's not the he wouldn't be able to just go out and rent an apartment walk into the the leasing office of 
this, you know, Bazudo homes over here and rent an apartment. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's not the same. And they they don't explain any of that, of course, because where would the drama be? Yeah. Now, listen, if you want to bash Jihoon by Korean standards, go for it. But don't bash him by American standards. That's not fair to the guy. <laughs> well, and you also see Devin's frustration, too, of, I guess, per the show, you know, being lied to. And she was over there and she can't get him to America because his record's messed up. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you're kind of in that I want to be with my family, but, you know, you're you're killing every option here for me. He could get to here if he wanted to. It's not He could come hard. here. The The reason why he's they're not bringing him over yet is because his English isn't where she wants it to be for him to come over here. And so she's going over there because she had it in her mind that she could be a stay-at-home mom over there in a much more comfortable way than she could over here because he couldn't work when he first got over here because he does, you know, doesn't speak English and he can't work anyway because of legally and all this stuff. So she had it in her mind that this was going to be a way for her to be a stay-at-home mom to the two kids that she had before, you know, she was aged, Well, she whatever. could be a stay-at-home mom, but no one says she's going to be living in a palace. <laughs> right. She could be a right. stay-at-home mom living with his parents if she wanted to. Yeah, yeah and and so I mean, so here's the real reason why they're doing it. It's because they get to be. That's how they get their TLC money is by playing this other way game. Mm-hmm. If if she brings Jihoon over, then maybe they're on. Maybe they get to have him on a season of ninety day, and may, and then they have to gamble with all play in the pool with all the rest of the couples to try to get on what now or happily happily, happily ever after or whatever. And they're not going to get their and then checks they're sent out reliable. to pasture. Yeah, they're, they're, out, they're out to pasture, you know. But if they keep up this other way nonsense, because people like them, they're a popular couple. Well, it's the president more, of more... TLC loves Jihoon. So. And, and he should. Jihoon's great. That guy's hilarious. <laughs> He's really funny. Um, you know, and th- so that that's the real reason why. It's because they want to keep that TLC money coming in. Correct. Um, sorry Correct. to spoil it for you guys. That's, you know, it, it's everything else is contri- is completely contrived. Yeah. You know, I love and here's my I guess my caveat about the other way. I love watching it. I love that it's only an hour. I love watching the other couple like the other countries. I love watching these people, despite the ridiculous of, ne- of it, the ridiculousness of it, going to these other countries and, and what we see with that. But you have to keep it in the back of your mind that most of these couples, if not all, their intent is not to actually go live over there. It's just a way to suck at the TLC teat, as it were. Well, and the foreign partner gets uh, paid, too, if they're filming Mm -hmm. there, right? Right. So, I mean, pretty soon. It's a sweet deal for the foreigner. That's a really good deal, right? I mean, that's some yummy milk, especially if the dollar goes a long way in your country. This neighborhood's very sucks. They will get mad at me. I won't cry. Everybody disappointed me. We recognize that not everybody has come to the Church of 90 Day at the same time as each other, or same time as us, or at the same time. You may just be starting into it now, or you may have been, you know, a, a convert from the, the very beginning, and, you know, you still wonder if... if Mark has Nikki tied up in a basement somewhere. And if you know that reference, you know what I'm talking about. If you have a Milovox CD, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, if you only came just recently, then there's a lot that has happened over the years. And a lot has happened since the broadcast has 
sort of been in existence and frauded by TLC has been in existence. And if you want more on that origin story, it's available for you over on Patreon. Not anyway. gonna say, I'm not going to say daytime Emmy worthy, but I'm also not going to say not daytime worthy Emmy. <laughs> I will say yeah, it's one of so the proud. best. <laughs> one, it is one of the best episodes we have done to date of either the free version of the broadcast or the Patreon. I will say that <laughs> it's uh, so patreon.com slash the broadcast or origin stories. So I mean, far. look, I'm not going to claim it, it. It cures cancer, but I'm also not going to claim it doesn't cure cancer. You know, maybe may, you maybe know, it'll cure coronavirus. You, you don't know. You know, I've ever since film recording it and listening to it. I haven't had any coronavirus. I oh, my either. God. And I'm not going to say that it, that the podcast isn't responsible for that. I mean, you know, the Lord causation, correlation. Mm. Anyway, it works by keeping you at home. <laughs> it's portable. So. We wanted to offer, so, so we're at what the, the other way, season two, happily ever after we're at season five. There's been seven seasons of the regular 90 day fiance. We've had four seasons of before the 90 day. Uh, we wanted to offer up some quick summaries of the couples and their fraud from the prior season. So like everyone is up to speed and up to date. And also this way, we don't have to explain these things piecemeal each time they come up. So we decided we're going to start with the couples that you that have been around a while and been on a couple of seasons, and we're going to explain this to you. So we're going to start with Colt and Larissa. Oh my! Colt and Agency Larissa. has some very serious feelings about Colt and Larissa. That is true. So Colt and Larissa, oh my goodness, um, they are from season six of the main series. He is from Las Vegas where a lot of the dregs of 90 day come from, although the worst come from Florida. Um, not going to lie about that. And she is from Brazil, which is like where half the women come from on 90 day. <laughs> if I was to describe these two in a, in a single image, Colt is cringe personified and Larissa is a walking meme factory. Colt yeah. So a lot of the most, a lot of the most memorable 90 day memes come from Larissa and you know, their season wasn't especially fraudulent. The the tensions between the between Colt, Debbie, and Larissa were enough to uh, really enough to make the season dramatic. You know, Colt is you know if you, if you look at it on the attractiveness scale, Larissa's like a seven and Colt's like a negative twelve. Um, he also lives with his mom Debbie with you know fifteen cats, and he's also a really colossal asshole. And that was enough to make this make their season very uh, explosive. So after their season, the two of them got divorced. And this what happened is that uh, Colt had called the cops on Larissa three times because of domestic violence allegations. Um, at least one of the times she faked injuries on herself to try to get Colt arrested. I don't know if they ever actually arrested him, um, but we did see on it. She did post pictures of her face on Instagram, but it was adjudicated by the police that they were self-inflicted wounds. And they eventually separated and divorced after that. It wasn't pretty really wasn't long after I think it was after their season of uh, Happily Ever After, because they were on season four um, of that spinoff. Um, since then, Larissa has been trying to outpace Darcy and Enfisa for plastic surgery. I think we heard today that she's at, what, $20,000 worth of elective, elective procedures? 22000 22000 All fueled by Cameo. Congrats. Like, that that's an achievement. You, you know, got to respect the hustle. <laughs> because, I mean, 
Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day, and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times, and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought, like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me, and it's not going to fit right, and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. It was all about like showing face, right? And so it's kind of cyclical. She's paid to change the face that she pays for the face. Well, doesn't face. she also doesn't she also plug the the provider on Instagram? Oh yeah, and she'll plug everyone. Yeah, if they do, I mean that's how you're supposed to do it, right? So everyone. Loves I wouldn't know. Larissa. No one's offered me lip fillers. <laughs> you know, everyone likes you. You get to the point where you are an influencer, especially on Instagram. And if she says buy this, you know, style, as, as whatever, as, then most people will. A percentage of people will at least click on it to see what it's about. Yeah, as soon as uh, quarantine's lifted, I'm going to uh, New York and getting my. My lips and and Kybella and some some injections. She's gonna get her lips done. more biggie, more biggie. <laughs> but well, yeah, I don't have works. any lips <laughs> whatsoever at this point. So you you tag it and they'll say, hey, we'll give you a free service if you um, show off the work and tag us in a story for twenty four hours. And then, Dolce boom. Aesthetics in New York. <laughs> there you go. There's the hustle right there. So okay, so back to Colton Larissa. It's not fraud per se, um, but a lot of people kind of wonder how it is that Larissa has been able to stay in the U.S. Uh, despite the fact that she's been arrested, convicted and divorced. And um, I will say that there's an excellent resource you can check out. It's uh, a video of a, a, a segment, an episode of the Agency show on YouTube explains this in immaculate detail. Um <laughs> I'm not going to say it's perfect, but I'm also not going to say it's not perfect. Um, but to summarize it for you, to give you the TLDR version, um, she's appealing her deportation order and claiming that Colt uh, did some bad things to her. And even though most of us think that that's probably un an unfounded allegation, given that we know that she faked injuries when she got arrested, uh, the system is so backed up, it'll take something like three to five years to adjudicate the claim. So that gives her plenty of time to marry a new guy and open up a bunch of waiver pathways to her potential ineligibilities. So she's doing this to to, gain, to stall the system, buy time, and find a new a new way to uh, to stay. So that's really where Larissa. Yeah, but the bottom line on Larissa, that is that she she has been ordered. She does, as like you said, she's fighting her deportation order. So there has been an order 
to order her allegedly there's allegedly she's she's been given uh i'm not exactly sure where they are in the process i think that the fine i'm not convinced that the final adjudication's there but she certainly is in deportation proceedings um that much is not in dispute so right. that's really Larissa. Um, that's her motivation. That's kind of what she what she's up to. She does have a work permit. She does have an employee auth- employment authorization because pending deportation, they will give her the means to support herself. Um, and then after she and Colt broke up, she started dating Eric, which I think we're going to see on this season. We saw him briefly on the first episode okay. when they were doing the flashbacks because it wasn't okay. Eric and Happily Ever After season four. Was, was um, I think that, he he? Showed up, he showed up towards the end or just during the tell-all. He was Colt just got... on the tell-all. Okay. Right. Because they were lip-locked or kissing, and it was very awkward for and, yeah, Colt was... everybody. I want them to bring back this dude, Matt, who who's like a casino magician. That's what he looked like to me. <laughs> the guy who she went on a date with. That guy was fun. Did you I, notice I, want, him to, I was... want him to do some card tricks or like maybe make like a pigeon come out of his hat. Oh, my God. Did you notice that when she was looking at a picture of uh, Colt and Jessica, how she was zooming in on his knees? Was she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, if you go back and watch it for any reason, she's like, like, I'm like, why the knees? It's just so awkward. She wants to. But yeah. She wants to kneecap him the way he kneecapped her. Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so, so what do we know about Colt? <laughs> uh, he's cringe personified. This whole thing with Jess happened last summer. Like, it, this is old. We've known about this yeah. forever. Yeah, we've been reporting on on this season being in the can for, I don't even know how long. It feels like a year. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been around for a year, but it feels like we've been reporting on it for that long. Mm-hmm. Well, you also notice, like, it was ta- like he's wearing shorts. It's taking place in the Chicago summer. So we know this was last year because ain't nobody out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've been broken up for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, we had we had um, I want to say information It's one of the episodes that we did, like one of our first few episodes of the regular of the show where we had someone on talking about them. that was a while ago and they were talking about it being a little bit ago. So it's definitely like back in the catalogs of time. That's right. <laughs> and people are posting age. there's there's some stuff posting right now. Of pictures of Jess with a new man, and those are yeah. old as well. <laughs> those are old as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people are like, you know, everyone finds something, you screenshot it for later because the appropriate time always comes out. But mm-hmm. all the characters involved have moved on, right? <laughs> Larissa, I don't know, I, I don't know what she's doing, but Jessica's moved on. Colt, I guess, has moved on in whatever way Colt moves on. Well, he 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 likes to get the money gun and go to the strip club in Las Vegas and like shoot it onto the stage. He's like <laughs> he, he's really skeevy, that dude. I'm not I'm not joking when I say he's like the cringiest guy ever. Oh, I could just see that, though. That he was he posted it on Instagram like a year ago. You know, that was Colt 2.0. He's got the sunglasses and he, even though it's like the the dark gun. in the strip club and he's got the money gun. I've always I, wanted one of those. But it wasn't even real money. I think it was like like strip club bucks or something. Well, his, his, or Monopoly yeah. money. Episode nine. Season one, episode nine called Don't Trigger Me. That was where we dis- we had on our guest that discussed the Colt, Jess, Vanessa triangle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still messy. So but Jess, I think <laughs> Jess is still here. 
she doesn't she's not on cameo for reasons I don't understand. Um, it might a be lot she, of them don't jump on it very quickly. A lot of them like let the episodes go and then they'll make their cameo. I, you know, or only fans, whichever one that they want to favor this year. But Jess, <laughs> Jess posted that she gets requests to do cameo and she's like, just send me PayPal and I'll, uh, because I'll, you I'll don't do want something. cameo. Yeah. You don't want cameo to take your money. Right. Or does it have to do with her? Can she work here and do cameo? I don't know how that like, I think the issue and we have to we'll have to investigate this, but I think the issue is that she can't open a bank account here. But PayPal is essentially virtual. Um, right. That's so what she I can think appear to be working from, you know, anywhere because yeah. Cameo also takes a cut, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it'd be like if you want a video, yeah, cash app or PayPal me. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to worry about paying Cameo the however 30%. percent and thirty percent. That's obscene. I just want all the money. Yeah, but I also think it's. I also think there's merit to the to the claim that she doesn't. She can't open a bank account. So there's one other thing with Colt and Jess, which is that we heard a rumor that Colt did leak some nude photos of Jess. Now I have it on hand from very reliable sources that they are not easily Googled. <laughs> Not that I have tried, but people have told me that at least at least they were pictures not of himself this time. Yeah, Listen, he's known. That's his MO. I have known PTSD with that. Colt's pig in a blanket. All right. <laughs> and you guys don't give me health insurance, so I don't not sure I can withstand <laughs> the mental trauma. Just don't Google those things. Like, yeah. word to the wise, do not Google Colt nude anything. Just yeah. save yourself. Yeah. Don't he, be he has a problem with releasing, self-releasing pictures of himself. Yeah. And video. But I think the big, I mean, the real thing is I was just kind of skeevy of him to release nude pictures of Jess and not make it easy to find. <laughs> okay. Um, Jenny and Sumit. Oh, our two favorite return people to the other way, right? Sarcasm. Sarcasm. I like All right. them. <laughs> you do? I do. You do? I, I think, think they're it, funny. I don't, They're like lost. Like, you know, when you got out of school early and you didn't exactly go to like the aftercare, you just wandered around the neighborhood for a little bit. Yeah. Is that just me? No, okay. I was me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, you'll go to the Boys Girls Club afterwards. I'm like, sure. Okay. Just going to want that. That's basically them in India, like stopping by to get stuff and sitting on questionable benches. But um, so Jenny is from Paul's, Palm Springs, California, and Sumit's from New Delhi, India. They have a pretty OK story, except for the big fraud was that Sumit was married the entire time. I don't season of the other way. Um, that was supposed to be a surprise that we were going to see at the end. But of course our lovely frauded broke that news early. Yeah. And that started its own thing. But what the bigger question was, <laughs> Oh Lord. Did Jenny know, or did she not know that Summit was married? And if she did know, when did she know? And that, that we don't have an answer for that, right? Like we haven't, known either way if she knew or not but yeah that's a debate we just leave closed um, this is like it's like a great schism level debate you know the thing that created the the um the split between rome and constantinople in like the year 300 
Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's yeah, it's right. it's it's pretty polarizing. And the thing is, there's no definitive evidence one way or the other. Like people are going to have their opinions on what evidence there is, but there's nothing that says one way or the other that she did or didn't know. So it's right. all so pure whether opinion. you're in Rome or you're praying at the highest Sophia, there we go. Um, as far as we know, Smith's still married. And this season is basically him getting the divorce. And that's where the whole conversation of is I need to see the divorce papers and blah, 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 blah. Um, so she flew out there not knowing if he was actually divorced or. Well, I think it's also worth mentioning, you know, his history of lying to her. Yeah. With him catfishing her and her accepting it and then him lying to her about being married and her accepting it. And now him apparently lying about the divorce papers and she said, this time, it's, it's really going to be it. No. I think she just really wanted to go to India. <laughs> I think she just really wanted to be with him. And she's she just, she just like, oh, my God, this guy is catfishing me from an Indian call center. Okay, I'll go to India. I'll be yeah, your I think she, felt, she fell in love with her catfisher. And we've it seen that on the It turned out better than show. Yolanda's because she actually <laughs> met hers. Yep. <laughs> But I mean, that's that's really it for them. That the the big thing is that Sumit was married, and the question mark is, did Jenny know? And that's usually the conversation that revolves around this couple. Mm -hmm. Right. But it hasn't been affirmatively adjudicated one way or the other. We don't right. know. No. Only no. Jenny and only oh, really only Jenny knows. Right. She can only come Jenny tell knows. Us. Only Jenny knows if she knew. <laughs> Does she though? Is she and really when? that smart? <laughs> like, when did the epiphany happen? Um, like when she was alone in the apartment <laughs> all the time? Well, when sure the angry mob came to the door? Sure when the angry when the mob came happened. to the door? <laughs> when, his, when, uh, when, he came, when he came back with his wedding ring and had to quickly take it off? Oh, <laughs> Which one was it? <laughs> I think it was when his father, ah. when Sumit's father-in-law showed up. That was kind of when she had her epiphany. That was the angry mob showing up, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, she thinks people were looking at her just because of who she was in India. And really, it was because everyone was like, this dude's married, right? Like, they knew. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody <else> knew. knew. <laughs> All right. I have some things to tell about a cult. Jessica, cult is a demo. Welcome to Katrina's Court. This week comes from Before the 90 Days Strikes Back. And as best as I can tell, the exact words that I used when watching were, when is that motherfucker Ed going to get off my screen? Why is that asshole still on my screen in his goddamn robe? And this time, the public has treated him walking his dog outside. Like, I can't even with this fucker, and he just needs to go away. I'll even take more of Avery getting drunk and yelling at the camera if it means no more Ed. Why do I have to be, keep being subjected to this stupid motherfucker who was just a piece of shit, entitled, poverty-shaming, entitled self-righteous piece of shit case dismissed ed you're you're canceled ed you're dismissed bye-bye bye-bye but tell us what you really think i know be be open and honest there i, I felt mean, like you that, were that's I, I felt like you were being a little restrained <laughs> yeah i'm just like kind of choked on my water a Is little it, bit on that <laughs> are, are you are you telling us you don't like ed <laughs> that's what i'm telling you um, what about his this, friend? This whole, this whole strikes back. It kind of like, it's not that it's too much of seeing them again. Cause it is like, no one really wants to see more, mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, I feel now that we know 
their whole story, now that we saw the tell-all, now that we saw the, the real tell-all, <laughs> you kind of see him trying to get the last word, right? Like, see, I gave her gum because her breath was kicking from the start. Or, you know, I, I'm just saying, it's just like the, <laughs> the weirdest things he says is almost like to give Rose the last kick while she's on the ground. Like, right. Well, the, the problem with this show is that they already have pillow talk. Right? You don't it's getting really, really like inceptionish meta yeah. because they're responding to people responding and like pretty soon we're gonna have pillow talk strikes back too where it's <laughs> them responding to them responding to them responding to them. Mm-hmm. And then they're you know, just gonna I just can't. It's yeah, like if, if they had foregone pillow talk, right? Which okay, I'm gonna say something controversial. I don't really like pillow talk. I think what? it's I think it's I love Pillow Talk. I'd rather Listen, watch Pillow Talk than the show because I just get to see segments then. Exactly. I mean that, that is an I advantage. want like the speed the speed of the, the speed version. Know, right. Yeah. Freaking I just cliff notes. I just hate the parts of Pillow Talk where it's like, let's sit down to watch some 90 day. And then they have like they get their remote out and it's really forced. He hates the, the fake wind up, the, it, you're, the you're, you're missing it. You're gonna be oh, late. Hurry it's up. like, what do you mean right. you plan this viewing? And then it's like, oh, that was <laughs> you a said great record episode. that for a day. I'm yeah. still in traffic. No, you fucking aren't. Get over here. Like, that was a great episode. I can't wait for the next episode next week at, at, at eight o'clock Eastern time. Like, oh, God. When they take a pre break and come back and film more. Pretty much. They just yeah. film all day. And yeah. like, it's just it's so <laughs> fake. And then I feel like it's like telling the audience how they should. It's like it's like a laugh track for reality TV. You know, it's telling the audience how to react to scenes. And it's like, oh, well, they're pre they're pre picking out which yeah. scenes they think or are going to be the ones most people react to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's. And it's I mean, then they do they do tell them how to react in certain things. Like, yeah, did you just, notice their earrings in this? Make comment on this this time. Comment on that. And you it's, know, just, it's just like it's like TLC telling us how to feel, and I'm like, buzz off. I know how to. <laughs> I, I'll react the way I want to. All right. So here's the social media roundup for this week. Uh, We're going to start with number one. Avery got herself in hot water on Instagram on the 4th of July by arguing about the one thing you don't bring on to Instagram, politics. And we're going to leave it there. Um, Paula, yay, is the first 90-day cast member to hit 1 million followers. Is anyone excited about that? Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So great. They're so great. Yay. I I don't know what that means. Yay. Um, And uh, last on our list of excitement this week, uh, George Nava, Jorge Nava. I don't know which one he wants now. Um, (laughs) Him and a clothing brand, Kilos to Paris, released a collaboration of T-shirts and hoodies um, that have Kilos to Paris, George Nava, based on them. If you really want to support, they're like 40 to $50. I don't know what the quality is. I don't know if it's cotton. I don't know if it's bamboo. But it's for sale. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you have. Yeehaw.
All right, so we're gonna bring you a new segment ongoing. You know, a lot of a lot of questions come up about how visa processes and immigration processes are portrayed in the show. So, what I'd like to do with this segment is provide some commentary on something I noticed, and then take your questions about things that you noticed. Um, you didn't see it this week because I pulled these questions from some stuff I'd been sent in the past, but you'll start seeing questions pop up on my social media feed that you can submit to. And maybe if you're lucky, I'll answer your question on this segment. What an honor for you. So three things I want to talk about in this in this segment. First is some things we saw on Happily Ever After. The first is that Larissa is a colossal drama queen. You know, she's talking with her friend who's only her friend because she gets to be on the show, um, going over to the USCIS office to get some kind of have some kind of meeting or get some kind of information from them. And she's talking about how she could be arrested. This could be her last day in America. No, no, that's melodramatic. First off, ICE is the one who initiates removal proceedings, uh, not USCIS. It's probably a meeting on some aspect of her adjustment of status. Um, She has to go through a, uh, it's not a full judicial process, but it's something approximating a process to get her to be removed and it's handled by a different section of the of the um, federal government than USCIS. It's probably going to, you know, it, it's a typical um, it's a typical TLC build up to nothing. Um, but they wanted to make that how they closed out the episode that you feel like you're leaving it on a cliffhanger. But spoiler alert, it's not going to be a cliffhanger. They're going to make a big deal out of whatever it is, but I doubt it's probably going to be something like you know, your affidavit of support was withdrawn. So your request for adjustment of status is denied on on this on this basis or something like that. OK, the next thing is two bonus for you guys. Um, the witness. We all know that Angela needs a witness for her wedding in Nigeria. And that's the whole source of drama and tension in her segments on this ep- this season of Happily Ever After. But there is a bit of misrepresentation about this whole witness witness drama. She says it has to be an American citizen or a family member or somebody who comes over to witness the wedding for her. That's not really what the what the system says. I looked it up last year when we first learned that she got married. It just has to be somebody who can represent her interests, someone who's who's not from Michael's family and not representing Michael. It could be the cameraman. It could be the the mic, you know, the mic grip. It could be the production assistant the gopher it could be the car driver who works for tlc you know she could have gotten an uber driver off the street to come and be it her could have witness. been the goofballs right it could have been one of the goofballs i mean it's a little i mean it's a little questionable because they are michael's friends <laughs> um yeah, it could have been usman usman could have come down and been oh, her witness. stop it stop it, that it. would have been fantastic <laughs> why didn't lisa need one or did she and we just didn't see it it could be you know i haven't looked this up and you know, maybe I will. Nigeria is, is divided into several administrative regions, just like we are. They have states in Nigeria like we have states here. They're not exactly the same. Um, but it could be that the state requirements in wherever Usman's from is different than the ones in Lagos. And it just they don't require it up there and they require it down where she is. Um, it could also be a completely a complete contrivance. I don't think it's a contrivance because I have seen the witness requirements Um advertised on the Nigerian government's website. But if there if if Lisa didn't really need a witness, it's because it, what one wasn't required or or she had by, one by and they just st- didn't make it a storyline. Yeah. yeah. Or the you know, the cameraman one was the witness because they didn't want to they didn't want to do a full copy paste of Angela 
So that's the real reason she's making way too big a deal. But the reason is because they want she wanted her friend wanted to get some get a free ticket to Nigeria and they wanted to make they have have some sort of a dramatic arc uh, in their story. So that's that. All right. A couple questions that have come through. First question. Someone asked on Reddit, if a spouse has a, has children under the age of 18, what are the implications for citizenship if they were to get married to an American? Do they have to file for underage children separately or is it implicit once they establish permanent residency? So what they're talking about, uh, I think, is if, so for example, um, Larissa, for example, right? Larissa has one or two kids. And if she married Colt, what would be the status of those children? Well, in any kind of a, well, for, so there's two kinds of, of um, spousal-based immigrant visas. If you are, in an immediate relative category, which are not numerically limited, um, you would have to file a separate petition to get those kids over, but you would do it on the basis of your step-parent relationship. Those are common, they're, they're issued all the time. Um, and so, and it would be pretty routine. So for example, in, in, in the case of Larissa, Colt would have to petition to have the children come over and that would be a pretty uh, routine process. I. Did, did many, 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 many of those cases. I actually uh, was responsible for the section's fraud screening. I developed fraud screening procedures for all cases involving stepchildren because they were a very high fraud category. Um, but if you are, let's say you're a legal permanent resident and then you're bringing your spouse over, then you can have what are called derivative beneficiaries because those categories allow you to bring your spouse and then their children over all on the same petition and application. So the real basic answer here is that it's perfectly possible to bring kids over there. The law allows a basis to petition and, and bring kids over. So it, 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 it definitely is possible. I think in Larissa's case, um, maybe the kids are better off with her, with her dad. I'm going to leave it there. They're dads, plural. Dads. That's no right. No shame. I just know that there's multiple. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, thank you. Great first edition of the Agency section. I look forward to that every week. I am Katrina. I am Frauded by TLC. You can find me on Instagram at Frauded by TLC. You can find me, uh, my non 90 day stuff, if that should interest you, at Just Frauded. I also want to give a shout out to our patrons, patrons, patrons who have joined our Patreon in the last three weeks while we have been off the air. So I want to give a shout out. So there's a, a few this time, just because, you know, I'm doing three, four weeks worth. Um, I want to say hello and thank you to Jessica A, Jessica O, uh, Veronese, Jess H, Molly, Jocelyn, Andre, Ariel, um, Sherney, Rochelle, Brandy, Caddy, Jennifer, Catherine, Danielle, Sorry, Jackie, Carrie, Haley, Kate, Caitlin, Melody, Arabella, LM, Kara, Liz, Sunny, Julianne, Julia, Heather, Shanna, Kathy, Kelly, Kelsey, James, Tonda, Kristen, Christian, Patrick, Amy, Laura, Taylor, Dusty, Antonica, uh, 
Kristen, Kelly, Megan, Fiona, Mary Rose, Natalie, and Veronica. And don't forget, if you are a member of our Patreon, you can join. Uh, make sure you sign up for our Patreon uh, Facebook page. Uh, there's a link for that uh, on the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash the broadcast. Uh, and there's a link to the Facebook page. We'll just cross check your name with our, our patron list. If you signed up on the Patreon is different than your Facebook name. Like if your Facebook name is like you're signing up under on Facebook under your cat's name or something like that. Um, that's totally fine. Just shoot, shoot us a message so that we know so we can go ahead and let you in. And uh, stickers for those of you guys who have signed up at the $5 level, those are going out this week. All right. And you can find me on Instagram at 90 Day Fiance Today. I also uh, started a YouTube channel. The tag is High Functioning Millennial. Um, I do have a few reaction videos to 90 Day Cast Members Only Fans. Uh, that's fun, right? And then other videos which will be related to life as a millennial. So you can find me at those two places. And I am Agent C. You can find me on my YouTube channel, The Agent C Show. I do have an Instagram account at The Real Agency. If you want to contact me there, go to the YouTube channel for more content. If you want to talk to me, you can go on Instagram. If you have visa questions or, advi or need advice on dealing with an immigration or visa matter, visas especially, you can go to my website, uh, askthevisaofficer.com, where you'll find a variety of services that will help you in your hour of need. So please do that. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. That's the show for today. We appreciate you listening. We are The Fraudcast, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. Hey, broadcasters! You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.